Hey y'all, um, in this week's episode, I'm going to be discussing dream analysis or dream interpretation. Um, I decided to add this as part of my podcast um, subject matter because it's something that I really, really find interesting. And also because a lot of the things that I use in analyzing um, different things in films can also be used to interpret dreams. Um, I pull from the same sort of philosophy. Um, Thinking of films as sort of things that we dream or imagine um, creating them in real life in the form of movies. Um, and then dreams are sort of like the movies our subconscious makes. I guess that'd be a good um, way to compare the two. Um, so I'm going to discuss um, a dream that I had earlier this year. Um, and there are at least three symbols that are very prominent in this dream. Um, and so and they're, they are going to be um, the symbol of a snake, um, and the domestic cat, and also the symbol of home. Um, like your current home, your childhood home, um, a home that you past lived in, that you know, any place that was your home. Um, so those are the three symbols, and I'm gonna just go through the dream, and then at the end, I'm gonna do the interpretation, uh, specifically talking about the three symbols that I mentioned. So, in this dream, um, it starts off kind of odd. So, the way, so I'm having, the dream is set in my childhood home, um, where the house where I grew up. So, the way that the property looks, um, there was our property and then another property Um, in the front of our yard, our property faced another property. There was a fence that separated um, the two properties, and then there was green space, and then the driveway, and then green space again, and then the house. Um, So I just kind of explained that because to sort of, so you can understand the positioning um, when I go through the dream. So, um, knowing that that's how the property is laid out, um, the dream just starts off with, um, my back turned away from the house and I'm standing by the fence and I'm looking out over the fence. Um, when I turn around towards the house, there is a snake crawling in the driveway Um, then 
I noticed the snake. So I noticed a snake crawling in the driveway and I noticed that he's this reddish, reddish orange, like a burnt orange color. Um, so in my head in the dream, I say, um, it's a copperhead snake, which is a type of snake that's like this reddish, um, reddish brown color. Um, and as I'm looking at the snake, uh, it keeps raising its head and sort of lifting its upper body up like really high. And so there's this thing that snakes do where they, they kind of like lift up their head and they stick out their tongue because I believe that they send smell through their tongue. Um, and so this snake is like lifting his head and it's like the first upper part of its body in the air like it's doing that and so I'm like okay this is really weird what is a snake doing um then the snake turns um goes back on the ground you know all the way on the ground and it starts crawling toward me and then that's when I get scared because I'm like the snake is coming for me for some reason um so the snake is getting um, really close and so I moved to another spot um, that's by a tree and I'm thinking like okay he's he's not looking that hard for me like if I move he's gonna like stop trying to like get to me um, but the snake uh, the snake stops and he does the same thing he raises his head up in the air like he's smelling me he turns his head and then goes to the direction where I've moved. Like he's he's targeting me again. Um, and then I move two to three more times. So I'm moving around in my dream in the front yard of the, of, of the house. And at one point he gets like really really close. And like okay, it's time. It's definitely time for me to go inside. Like I gotta I gotta get out of this snake is crazy. Um, so I run around to the side of the house. And I go to the back door of of, uh, of my house, and I know the snake is like the snake. I I I must have like looked behind me, like he's coming really, really, really fast, and he's he's literally chasing me. The snake. So I get inside. So I get to the 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 screen door, um, because our the back porch of our house was screened in so we have like a screen door that you go into and then there's like the back porch and then there's like the main like wooden door that's to the like the actual into the into the house um so I go to the screen door and then I go you know I'm on the porch and then I open the main door to the house and just as um I'm closing the main door the snake crawls in through um, the crack at the bottom of the door between the floor and the door. And as the snake is like, he's making his way through the bottom of the of the door. And so he's about seven inches of his body is like inside the house. For some reason, <laughs> there's a garden hoe in our kitchen and I grab the 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 garden hoe and I chop the snake's head off. Um, and then after that, I chop its head off the snake's head. And so I can't remember who was in 
the house with me. But at the kitchen table, there was someone there and I started talking to them, um, asking them how to get the venom out of the snake so that you can eat the meat, you know, and cook it um, and not get poisoned or anything. Because in the dream, I was planning to um, feed the snake to the cats that were outside. Um, So like backstory, you know, different points in my childhood, we had like cats. Um, And apparently in this dream, we had cats too. Um, And so I don't remember, I didn't write this down, so I don't think the person responded. But I did somehow end up Googling. Um, And um, so the the Google results told me something. And I I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't Google this to like check to see if this is a real thing. But in my dream, um, the Google results said that if you chop off the the Google results in my dream said that the venom of this of snakes it's only in the head of the snake. So if you chop off the head, um, you can eat the body of the snake and be fine. Um, just as a d- disclaimer, like I don't know if this is true. Like I don't know if that's like so. Don't like take my advice if you plan on um, eating a snake or you're you know, stranded in the woods somewhere, you have to survive, and um, you listened to this podcast at some point, just, yeah, I don't know if it's true that if the the venom of the snake is only in the head, but I should probably Google that after and see if that's true. Like, do I have some sort of knowledge of that hidden in my subconscious and in my dreams? Like, it's telling me things that are, um, like, real I don't know. I, I, I've never studied snakes, so I don't know how I would know this information um, for it to be true in my dream anyway. But <laughs> back to the dream. So um, the Google results said it was okay. So I go and um, get the snake uh, to take it outside because apparently I'm out, uh, uh, when I get outside, this is, I don't know, just things I knew in the dream is, you know, like you just know things, but I was going to take the snake outside, skin it and like, you know, like de-gut it and stuff and then smoke it. And then I was going to like feed it to the cats. And so as I'm going outside, uh, towards the door, um, on the outside of the screen door, there's a cat sitting there. Um, I guess like waiting for me and, then I wake up. That's like the end of the dream. So the most prominent single, um, most prominent symbol, um, you know, when I was like, whenever I look up things about dream interpretation, people are always talking about snakes. Like it's a really common, not common, but I guess like a popular symbol that people know the most about. Um, and a lot of people, um, will say that snakes, um, sort of represents like evil, um, and they'll reference like the Bible and, um, you know, Eve being in the garden and the, the snake tempted her with, um, 
with the apple. Um, but there's another interpretation that I think people, I guess it's not widely known or widely accepted. And so people just kind of write off like snake appearing in your dreams. It's like an evil omen kind of thing. Um, but when you think of sort of the snake's real life characteristics, um, the snake has the ability um, when it sheds its skin, um, it's sort of reborn again. Sort of it has, um, I don't want to say like a new lease on life, but sort of the shedding of old skin and, you know, there's this new skin underneath is sort of like symbolic of rebirth and change. Um, and that also goes on to lead into these other um, things that reference snakes. So that shedding of like old skin um, and they do it in like cycles, like it repeats throughout its lifespan um, as it grows. It has to shed its old skin um, so they can grow comfortably and like live comfortably because you can't keep wearing the same old too tight clothes your whole life like you have to adjust and you have to buy new clothes so it's kind of that way with the snake so that you know growth and cycles of change and um renewal um also along with you know you could say rebirth as well um also the again with the cycles of rebirth um, and renewal, um, also change, transition, and creativity, um, with, you know, transitions, um, can be that stage in between, um, I guess if you say the snake is in the process of shedding its skin, it's not completely shed its old skin. It's not completely finished shedding. So it's literally in a period of transition. Um, with change, that's the same thing. Um, it's literally an act of changing. Um, the process of trans- transition is a step um, that's required to change. You know, um, you just don't like wake up and you're already where you need to be. There's a process of the journey of getting there. That is the transition. Um, and then you're changed or you're renewed or you're new. Um, and with creativity, uh, creativity is something that requires um, resiliency, um, the ability to change and adapt, which is like a form of changing and growing and learning. So it's like a state of constant changing and learning to keep spurring um, creativity. So snakes are not always a bad omen. Um, If anything, um, if you do, for whatever reason, feel that it's a bad omen, Um, if anything, snakes are a, um, sort of like a warning, um, an omen to tell.
tell you that it's time to transition. It's time to change. It's time to make those steps. So if you must believe that um, snakes are always um, a negative or bad omen, um, you know, I mean, see it as a... Um, an omen, a warning that, you know, hey, you need to get off your butt and it's time to make these changes and it's time to um, transition to the next stage. It's time to move on. It's time for you to grow, um, that kind of thing. Um, And also, I want to say with renewal, I forgot to mention this earlier, but also with renewal and change, um, and that the cycle of shedding old skin and new skin is like, so a cycle is like a circle. Um, it, it, um, sort of not repeats, but it's constantly moving. It's not like a line where you have point A and point B and that's, you know, you stop, you start and then you stop. Um, but a circle is something that keeps going. So like a cycle is something that's always moving. It's always changing. And there's a symbol of the snake that's eating its tail. I believe it's called the Ouroboros. Um, and that's another symbol of the snake that represents the cycle of change and rebirth. And that's definitely important if you're having dreams um, and you see a snake in your dream, or even when, um, this is something that I'll definitely talk about in, um, upcoming podcast episode about dreams, but, um, if you adhere to, um, the discipline of, like, believing in, like, spirit animals or spirit guides or animal guides, um, if you're seeing a snake, um, in real life, um, and not just like a once, like a one-time thing, but if it's a reoccurring thing. Um, so I'll just do a quick personal story because I feel like this is this is relevant. Um, so in talking about like spirit animals and like seeing sort of prominent animals in your daily life, often more than once, it's definitely trying to get your attention. So. Growing up, well, my mom, she's 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 not a fan of snakes. She's never she's never liked snakes. She's really horrified of snakes. Um, so I grew up in the country, and my mom, um, I mean, I've only experienced, I've only seen a snake maybe like twice, maybe three times at max, like out in the wild, in my adult life, um, and I've been alive for quite a while. Um, um, my mom is fan of my childhood. So from like a baby to like, you know, my adult years, it's, it's, I mean, it's not a lot, but it's, it see it seems like a lot because like I said, in the entire time that I've been alive up to this point, I've maybe seen a snake two to three times. My mom has seen multiple snakes in the span of like my childhood and it was always like really really odd she'd be the first person to see it and a lot of times she'd be like alone um and so she'd always see these snakes around the house 
um, or in the yard, or sometimes we would be somewhere else in someone else's yard, and she would see a snake. Um, like one time, uh, we were sitting in the house, and we had the window open, and she looks at the window, looks out the window, and there's like a snake crawling up the screen, like he's crawling, it's crawling on the screen, I guess trying to like go up, crawling up the house, I don't know what's going on, so (laughs) my brother had to go outside and like shoot the snake off the side of the house um, and killed it. Uh, She's just like seeing snakes everywhere. It's like in her barn, outside, just crawling around the yard. One time, um, the craziest story ever, one time uh, my mom opens the front door. So we lived in a a house with a raised foundation. So it's not like the house was like really close to the ground. It was at least a foot off the ground. Um, So my mom, it's at nighttime. My mom opens the door of the, of the, the front door of the house and she's standing in the front door and a snake um so she's standing in the door and her foot is like halfway out halfway in um and a snake crawls over her foot comes into the house and the sofa that was by that was close to the door the snake crawls underneath the sofa eventually found out that he that he that that the snake crawled up into the sofa and so my mom is just she's like frozen with fear and she's still standing up in the door with the door open she's just like standing there and eventually we turn around and my dad's like what are you doing like why are you just why are you still standing there and she's like, a snake just crawled over my foot into the house. And we're like, what? No way. No, 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 no. And we didn't believe her. And she keeps saying it. And so we're like, okay. There's no reason she's lying. Like, the, the snake really crawled. And we're like, where did it go? And she like, it went underneath the couch. So we drag out the couch. Um, we drag it out the front door onto the, the front, in the front yard. And we flip it over. Um, and the snake is, so like we had to pull out, uh, the, so like, you know, on the bottom of the couches, it's got like the, you know, it's got the wooden frame, but it has that piece of fabric, um, that covers the frame on the bottom. So we ripped that out and you rip out the, the, the cushion and the rest of the bottom and we see the snake and the snake has entwined itself in between the coils and the the wood frame of the couch. And uh, so my dad, I think my dad had to like, he shot the snake and killed it in the sofa. And they got like a hoe and they drug the, the snake, like pulled it out of the sofa. And then he... <laughs> Like, it's on the sidewalk in the front yard, and they, like, you know, like, beat it and stuff. And we're like, okay, the snake is dead. Uh, we all go back in the house, you know, finish our night, go to sleep. The next morning, get up, and the snake is, like, gone. So I don't know if some animal came and ate the snake or drug it off or the snake. You know, if we want to get all, like, supernatural, the snake, like, re- um What's it? He like, uh, 
gathered itself back together and like crawled away or something. But I mean, it was probably like an animal like ate it or something. But so like at this point um, in my mom's life, um, it was not a not a good point in our lives. So she always saw these snakes as like this is bad omen. Um, but if anything, in this particular instance, the snakes were not a bad omen, but warning of the bad things to come. Um, repeated warnings, you know. I mean, you can't get any more in your face than a snake crawling over your foot and going into your house. Um, but sort of like a warning of the of the things to come and that, you know, hey, you need to make your transition. You need to make this change now, you know, and then you don't heed the warning the first time and then it's the second time and it's the third time and it's the fourth time. And, and these warnings are like, bad things are coming, things are coming. You need to make your transition. You need to make your transition now. So I think heaven in and of itself, the snake it's not always a bad omen, but perhaps um, an omen of bad things to come, I would say. Um, so let me get back to the other symbols in this dream. Um, so the other symbol is uh, the home. So the home is a symbol of the self. Um, and in this particular, uh, in my dream, it was my childhood home. It was like the place where I grew up. And being that it's the childhood home, um, it would represent, um, the purest representation of self. Um, that being like the child self. Um, you know, the place of, um, particularly for me, um, that it's my childhood home. Um, it was also a place or a town community that shaped and molded me. Um, because, I mean, it's those years of, of my life, of anyone's life, where, the things that you experience, the place where you live has the most effect on you, where it has the most lasting effect on you. Um, it's sort of the things that you learn um, that you may have to unlearn when you're older because they sort of, it, your mind is so young and it's so impressionable that the things sort of um, imprint themselves on your psyche, on your mind. And... Um, the sort of childhood home, the place, town, community where I grew up um, is also, uh, you could say, it's a foundation of who you are. Um, and the home, because it's yourself, it also represents, um, it's literally the core, the foundation of you, like the house. is. You build a house and you build the foundation first. Um so like when you're interpreting um 
dreams where you see a house it's important to make note of what house is this like what period of your life is this from um and that makes a big difference on the additional interpretations that you um put on the house aspect because it's not just a house it's your first apartment it's the house where you grew up it's the house where you first um moved in with someone you know like what is significant to this particular house um and so you interpret that in conjunction with um the house symbol as a whole um okay so with the symbol of the house um that's finished so i'm gonna move on to the cat symbol now cats are something that I don't dream about a lot. Like I don't remember many dreams where I've had that there were cats in it. Um and I don't even think I've dreamed a lot where there's dogs. Um, but this particular dream was I feel like it's the first, at least the first that I remember, um, that had a cat. So interpreting cats um, the cat symbol, cats are a uh, protector, um, but not like a dog. Um, so dogs bark. They make the intruder and the owner know what's going on by barking. That um, I read somewhere that a bark is like the signal for the rest of the pack to like, it's like a signal for like help. So it's the rest of the pack to like, hey, come on, there's something going on. Like, look what's going on. Um, and so, you know, if it's domestic dog, you could say the pack is like the family or like other people that the dog lives with. Um, but cats are the opposite of that because they don't bark. You know, they don't really, they can't alert you by like barking really loud. So the cats are more of a stealth um, protector. Um, and so you really have to look at their body language, um, to sort of know if they're afraid or if they're angry, um, or if there's like a stranger or someone that they don't recognize is around. Um, and then also the fact that the cat was on the outside of the back door and not on the inside. Um, so it's. So the cats on the outside um, is like definitely, you know, symbolizing protection on that he's on the outside and sort of guarding the door like he's sitting, you know, on the steps on the outside of the door. And um, that also goes back to like protection lays on the outside, kind of like watching um, keeping guard kind of thing. Um, and then another, um, and this goes to the personality of cats. So cats are always, they're like independent. Um, they're like domesticated, but they're much more independent than dogs. And the sort of independence, um, when it comes back to like actual people, um, that independence can be interpreted in the form of like relationships. 
um, becoming independent or, you know, being together with someone in a relationship. Um, and the cat's there in the dream. Um, you know, it's time to be independent from that relationship to like, hey, definitely it's time for you to exit stage left and um, be on your own. Um, and when I looked at the date, whenever I write down my dreams, um, I only write down ones that like really, you know, like interesting or weird. And when I wrote down this dream, I wrote down the date. And when I thought back to like, what was I doing? And there was, I mean, I wouldn't consider, it wasn't like a serious relationship. But it was definitely, um, you could say, as people would say, in the talking stage. So it was like, you know, we're getting to know each other. And the person I was talking to, um, it was very heavy. Um, it was very heavy, very uh, consuming, um, you know, just taking all the energy, zapping all the energy. And I feel like it was a bit of love bombing. Um, yeah, I was like doing too much too fast. And probably by this point, um, at this point, mentally, I was probably like, okay, this is, this is becoming too much. I need to exit stage left. Like I need to, I need to cut contact because this is just, this is like too much. And it's just taking up, you know, all my time. Um, and so I really think that correlated to what was going on in my life. And the fact that in my waking life, I had these, this desire, this feeling to be independent, uh, to not just have all of my time consumed by talking and communicating with this other person. Um, and I wanted to, you know, be away and out of that situation. Going back to independence, thinking of it outside of the terms of like relationships and being on your own. Um, I would say that independence also uh, means a form of like resiliency, um, the ability to be able to, um, you know, find and do things on your own. Um, in the dream, when I killed the snake, and I was like, okay, I want to feed this to my cats, and not knowing. You know, is this going to be poisonous? Can I just throw it out there and they'll be fine? I don't know. But, um, you know, I was able to ask someone or in my dream, I Googled and and I found out it was okay. And then that was um, sort of my way of like being independent of finding, of wanting to do something, um, finding out how to do it and then going to go do it because literally at the end of the dream I'm like okay I'm gonna go outside apparently I knew how to skin animals but I don't know how to do that in real life but apparently in this dream I knew how to skin a snake and because I didn't google that I was like okay I'm about to go out and skin and smoke the snake I don't even know how to do that um 
but that sort of um, ambition, I guess, to figure out, is this okay to, you know, feed to an animal to eat? And finding out that it was, you know, finding out what I need to find out, sort of being self-sufficient and, you know, doing it and uh, feeding these cats this wild snake. Um, (laughs) So another thing... um, so for some, I've, I mean, I've never seen a copperhead in a real. I mean, maybe I did if I went to like, a, I think I did when I went to a zoo or something. But obviously my subconscious mem- remembered that. But when I was like researching um, and I was like, is there really some kind of orange, reddish orange snake that's native to Texas? And so when I Google that, uh, being the, you know, independent woman that I am, um, <laughs> Googled the snake, uh, and so the copperhead, yeah, so it's really, it really is reddish orange, reddish brown color. Um, it's Greek, it's Greek, uh, name is, okay, I'm gonna try to pronounce it. It's, it's Agistrodon. Contortrix. Um, that's its generic, gen, gen, generic, generic name. Um, and then Ancestro. Ancestro means hooked, and Odon means tooth. So that's the first part, um, agistro, so ankistro means hooked, and the odon part, the last part of that means hooked, means, I'm sorry, means tooth, so uh, that first part is hooked tooth, um, which I think it refers to um, the way it physically looks, um, like the face, um, the face of a snake, like, I think it has, like, a weird, um, something on the top of its, like, little nose, the tip of its head part, um, the Latin scientific name is, um, con, con, tortoise, which means twisted, intricate, complex. Um, so combining the Greek and Latin name, um, it translates to twisted hook tooth. Um, which is weird. Like I was trying to find meaning with that, meaning of that within the dream. And I was like, twisted hook tooth sounds a little creepy. Um, cause I was like, why specifically I hadn't been to a zoo in like, this was like in April. So this is like around Corona season started here. And what was the last time I went to the zoo? The last time I went to the zoo was in 2019. Um, but it was this image of a copperhead just lingering in my mind from the last time I went to the zoo and lingering my subconscious. I don't know. Um, 
But another thing that I thought was kind of interesting um, is that the copperhead is an ambush predator. Um, it uses the color of its of its skin. Um, it's like a camo, so that it uses the camo to like ambush their predators. So they're not like, I'm just gonna spring on you and just go. They like to to ambush and stalk and like wait. Um, so they usually freeze instead of running away or crawling away. I mean, they can't run. They don't have legs. Um, <laughs> and that most bites are caused by people that accidentally step on them because their their skin is so like camouflaged into the leaves. Um, you know, the leaves are the places where they usually habitat. They usually habitate. I think is the right word. Um, and they generally only strike if physically, if physical contact is made, like if you're touching it or picking it up. Um, they're venomous, but not aggressive and bites are rarely fatal. Um, they often employ a warning bite. Um, so like when they're stepped on or agitated, they, they do the warning bite and they, and with the warning bite, it only injects uh, a relatively small amount of venom, if any at all. So these warning bites are kind of like dry bites. Uh, so it's not, so I guess you could say in interpreting a snake and this specific type of snake in the dream. Um, so it's not an aggressive snake. Um, it only will bite if provoked or there's physical contact made. Um, so you could say this warning of, Hey, you need to make this transition. Um, it's not like, Hey, you need to make this transition like right now, right away. Like this is urgent, but like a little nudge, like, Hey, you know, make, uh, you know, stay alert. Like you might want to make a transition right about now. Like this is important. Uh, go ahead and do that, uh, but not like an urgent emergency kind of thing. So I could say I was in like a safe position, um, but not safe enough to stay where I was, but safe enough to where uh, an immediate um, transition was necessary. Um, and so I think that was a good thing. Um, and that was important. Um, obviously, um, speaking about this dream and where I was in my life that I did, you know, I've made the transition out of that situation away from that person. So, um, I am now safe. Um, and I've continued to make more transitions, um, not involving relationships and more involving, um, where I am mentally and um, where I am in my, um, the things that I'm learning, you know, I'm trying to learn more things. So there's a transition of learning and a transition of trying to be a new and better person, especially with uh, Corona season in full effect. And that I was, you know, I'm just now thinking about this, but the fact that this dream happened in mid-April of this year, um, the lockdown, I think, started around that time. 
maybe this is also like a warning of like coronavirus and and <laughs> you need to you need to make this transition girl and um yeah I need to make like all sorts of transitions and learning and uh, being reborn and changing during corona season and also of all the changes that corona season was going to make in the world and everyone's life so that's like something else that I I definitely didn't think of when I was writing down you know this dream in my journal but so there's always things to learn you just have to be paying attention um yeah it, it just really comes down to paying attention and I think the key of really paying attention um, is that sometimes it's hard to do in the moment and it's hard to do if you're in a situation where there's a lot of pressure Um, the best way to always you know remember to pay attention is just to remember to take time for yourself and set that time for yourself away from other people and away from distractions where you can sit in peace and silence and really reflect without, you know, people coming at you without things to do, without, you know, family or relationships getting in your way. Or, you know, if you're at a place where people are just consuming your time and your energy, um, you just get, have to find a place, um, a place and a time that's away from that and to really reflect on everything that's going on and that's gone on. And that really allows you to pay attention um, because you're away from all these things that are distracting you. And with that being said, um, I will end with Make sure that you are taking time for yourself um, and time to reflect so you can pay attention, um, especially in these uh, these corona times, um, to really make time for that. That's really important for your growth. Uh, you're making transitions for your renewal and your rebirth and growth and change. Um, Thanks for listening, and I hope that you'll tune in next week.